0: feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is a teenager. She's an entrepreneur. She is an inventor. She's somebody who literally shines light on things and is a bright light. My guest today is Beth Stevens. Today, I'm really excited to have Beth Stevens on my podcast because she's bringing this amazing thing to light. And we met at a podcast event in January, I think, right, Beth? Yep. Yeah. So uh, that podcast event has brought me a few guests. So I'm excited to bring you to the world. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Beth.
1: So I'm a high school student, but. I'm so a small business owner. So, I own a business called Best Cycling, and basically what we do is we sell lights that show drivers how much room cyclists need on the road. So, it attaches on the left side of the bike, and then it shoots down one meter on the pavement. And I actually started this. I didn't have it in mind to so start it as a business. I actually did it for a school project when I was in grade seven. So what started as uh, in your garage and a trifold with um, glue and hot glue and duct tape all around my bike now turned into the small business that I recently just launched a website for. And I'm hoping to get a good store soon, and it really has taught me the importance.
0: explain a little bit about what a STEM project is in case people don't know about what a STEM project is?
1: Yeah, for sure. So a STEM project is a school science fair type of thing. And you have to solve a real world problem using science, technology, engineering. And recently they added an A, so it's called STEAM. So science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And I was having a really hard time coming up with an idea to solve a real problem. So originally I was just going to make a volcano because I couldn't think of anything and the deadline was fast approaching. But then I heard Ellen's story on the news.
2: Ellen was a professional cyclist from Sussex, New Brunswick, and she was known internationally. She was also known for her passion and her dedication to the sport. and. I never met her personally myself, but everything I've heard about her has just been positive and good, and that she was a real role model for up-and-coming cyclists, and she was just an awesome all-around person. So one day, Ellen was home, and she was up for a training run, and sadly, a driver did not see her, and she was hit by the car and sadly passed away, and that really impacted the New Brunswick community. It wasn't just like a cyclist community thing. It was a New thing and it made everybody more aware. And it also caused a new law to come to pass. And the law is called Ellen's Law. So this states that like, drivers must give cyclists one meter on the road. And then I was having, this was around the same time as the STEM project. So then my mom said, she was like, oh my goodness, if I'm driving, it'd still be hard to tell how long one meter is. So it would be really helpful if I had a visual or if cyclists had something to show drivers. Oh, this is how much space I need. This is how much room you need to give me. So then I thought, what if I created a light that helped drivers know how long one meter is and also help cyclists stay safe to prevent more tragedies from happening, or t- to prevent tragedies like Ellen's from happening again? because it truly made a wake in the community and it made it made everybody start to think and be more aware. And I think that this light could help more people and that really just inspired me to make a difference and help cyclists stay safe. Yeah.
0: Well, awesome about the I- idea, but so sad about Ellen. I remember when Ellen passed away and the impact that that had on not only the biking Community, but on the community at large, because it was, I mean, New Brunswick's not a very big place. And so we all felt like, how did that happen in one sense? But in another sense, uh, some of us have driven beside a bike and felt that nervous tension of how precarious it is to know that there's a human being on that bicycle that could hit a rock and fall over at any time or I wonder if they know that I'm coming I wonder like do they have earbuds in like how aware are they of us as drivers on the road as much as how aware are we as drivers aware of them because some roads especially country roads are you don't always have a big stretch of road before you that you can see ahead And so when I heard that you had made this very concrete, this is how far you need to be away. (laughs) I was like, okay, thank you. That gives me as a driver some peace of mind because you never know what that three feet actually is. And it's actually become a law in New Brunswick. Yeah, so if you fail
2: to give cyclists one meter on the road, and they can take a picture of your license plate or, I don't know, memorize it, and then they can report you to the RCMP, and you lose three demerit points, and you're also fined. Right. I think it's $149, so it's pretty serious.
0: So you're you're doing this for two reasons, one, to protect the cyclist, but also to protect the driver, which is a side benefit. Yeah,
2: because it's also very dangerous for the driver if they don't know how much room in some cases they can get too much room and it can cause a negative flow to oncoming traffic and it can put the driver and the cyclist and other drivers on the road in danger as well. So it's just important to be aware and this can help prevent so many accidents not just on part, but also drivers.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And is... Like, the actual process that you've gone through to build this business, it came out with a prototype, right? Yeah. How did it go from prototype idea to, like, a STEM project idea to, oh, my gosh, I should look into who can manufacture this for me and sell it. Like, how did it go from that point to, to this business? Well, I talked about
2: this. I did a TED talk in June. And I talked about the process and how it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows and it wasn't always people constantly encouraging me, although I did have a lot of encouragement from the cycling community and from um, different engineers and different people in professional situations. I also did experience some negative backlash. I don't know, but I just think like the most important part for me from getting to the product the prototype to the product that we have now is I just learned to really focus on the positive and focus on why did you start like why did you start doing this why did you come up with this idea and I found that really helped but as far as like technically wise, going from the first prototype to the second prototype was a lot of trial and error and just really listening to what cyclists were telling me and what they wanted but also making something that would make it visible and make the light as bright as possible and make it as noticeable but also keeping like the price point low mm. because our first light weighed around 10 pounds and it was very uh, i don't know it's i don't know it's kind of corny when you look at it, back at it now because i duct taped like a box for the battery to hold it and we it was the battery went into the water bottle holder and then all the wires i had to tape them around so they didn't like fly everywhere and go into this boat so looking back at it now I was like oh my goodness who would ever put that on their bike especially because I'm becoming kind of a cyclist now I was like oh my goodness I would never use that that's crazy so really just was about listening to what cyclists were telling me and the feedback that they wanted like oh we really would like it USB to be rechargeable we would like it to be red because that's is drivers like attention span it goes right to it because this was the white light it almost would not draw your attention and I just really listened to them and um, did a lot of research and compared it to other lights that are already on the market and just really made it unique design but also competitive with other lights right now
0: well and that's how it's done so at your age you've learned a lot for how to fill a need and succeed so I'm excited for this launch of your website and for more people to get to know what you're doing because it's it, it's going to save lives and it's going to protect drivers just as much as it's protecting the cyclists so well done thank you well done very exciting so I'm going to switch gears a little bit and ask you, how does your intuition come? Because to me, this was an inspired process, but you tell me, I'm not sure.
2: It was definitely an inspired process because I'm somebody who, unless I have a real connection to something, especially in school, I find I have to be passionate about it or I have to feel like there's a purpose towards it. And I'm doing it for something other than just myself and that really made a difference with this project I found because there'd be times when I wouldn't want to work on it and I wouldn't want to develop it and my parents or other cyclists at the market would say like oh no like this is a good idea this can really make a difference my intuition and my drive almost comes from the fact that it's not just for myself it's not just for my own benefit like this can help so many people and that just really I find helped fuel and it really taught me that in school my learning can make a difference in the real world it can be for more than just a grade and it can be for more than just oh you go to school then you go to a good university then you get paid a lot of money like my difference I can make a difference when I'm in school I can save lives when I'm in school and I can do something more than just be a student and just be kind of a pretty face.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. So that really helps them drive. And the inspiration actually helps get you through the the hard times, too, eh? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: 100%. So with you, was it a, a gut feeling, or did you have a sense that, you know, like, how did the idea come? Was it something that just, oh, I should do that, or... Was it following kind of breadcrumbs, or what would have been, how did the inspiration come?
2: Well, the inspiration came from, oh my goodness, there's a deadline, I need to come up with something, (laughs) and I'm also really competitive, so I always want to win, and the STEM project, like, it's also a competition, so the best projects get to go compete at the district, and then the districts get to go complete. Compete at provincials, so that kind of came along with the inspiration as well. But also, after hearing Ellen's story, my mom said it'd be really hard to tell because she's a driver and I, obviously, like I'm not a driver yet, so I wouldn't really know. And she said, like I would really like to know a visual or know exactly how long one meter is because a lot of people, like, wouldn't know how long three feet is. They would just kind of guess, and it'd be a lot easier if there is, uh, and it could keep cyclists safe if there is a visual. So that was really where it came from. And then that wasn't really the inspiration for the idea, but the inspiration to keep the idea alive and to make it not just a school project and make it really a business came from the incredible support from the cycling community and testing it out, testing the market at the Moncton Farmers Market and really getting a good, positive feedback from the community, and that really inspired me to make it more than just a school project and make it more than just, like, an easy A, you
0: know? Yeah, well, and it's so true that sometimes our inspiration is external when people give us feedback, like, keep going, keep going, like, this is awesome. And a lot of times if if that kind of feedback doesn't resonate with you personally and and your passion then we know that it's not the right idea but in this case where it resonated with you personally and hit a chord it's it's definitely a place that is gonna lead you wonderful places like it's already has (laughs) but i think it could be going much further than what it's where it's at right now personally I get super excited when I think about where this can go for you.
2: Awesome, thank you so much.
0: So with the bike light and the feedback from the biking community, you've had other people outside of the biking community fall into your path. Is that true?
2: Oh yeah, 100%.
0: Can you tell us about some of those people?
2: So um, a lot of teachers have really stepped up and helped me and made specific connections. Like Ms. Lamey, she's a fabulous teacher at my school. She actually invited me to go to the Boiling Point podcast day, and that was where I really made a connection and a few connections, and that was where that was a real turning point for my business, including I got to meet Cindy Como, and she... Runs a lot of events around um, the Moncton area, and I got to attend those and just get inspired by those, so those have been incredible connections because I get to go to so many business conferences and learn so much and really take it all in and learn from other inspiring women in the business field and in the cycling community, so that has definitely impacted, those are definitely some great connections instead of the cycling community and also people from inside the cycling community have connected me to people who are also like incredible graphic designers like Christina Tracy I made that connection through Emily Rogers who is a professional cyclist in like the New Brunswick area and she has helped me so much she has been such a good inspiration and such a good motivator to like keep going and come on Beth get your website out you got this you know like it was so great to have like that and Christina really helped me with my website and really helped like narrow it down you know because it's always good to have different opinions and different feedback so it's been, there's been a lot of lovely connections and a lot of people really helping me and it's like my mom and me are talking like this morning she's like you would not be here if it wasn't for so many people who have helped you along the line and I was like oh yeah 100 percent like this is such a community ideas, not just Beth's bike light, it's almost like the New Brunswick bike, the New Brunswick bike light, because so many people have supported it and helped it along
0: the way, and yeah, it's been crazy. Oh, it's awesome. Likes attract like, and good attracts good, so it's just keep being you, Beth, and great things will happen.
2: Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: Well, It's true. It's true. I want to thank you for your insights today and sharing how people can be inspiring just as much as our internal inspiration. So thank you so much for that, Beth. No
2: problem. Thank you for having me. It was so fun.
0: Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for giving us your time today we truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives and i'm so grateful for peter trainer for his time in giving me this original music it's now your turn it's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place until next time keep seeing being knowing and doing If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.